Hey guys, before we get started today, we wanted to take a minute to thank you, the listener, for tuning in and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in all areas of your life, whether you own a business, are a C-suite exec, have an entrepreneurial mindset, or you're just starting your journey of self-development. Professional development is all about growth, and if you're not growing, you're dying. If you enjoy this content, please help us help others by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 19th. We are on episode 38, and today's topic is saying yes to saying no. I came up with that. I Just don't know. now, right? No, yes. I actually stole it off I mean, somebody no. else's, but I feel like it would be really good for like SEO purposes, and it catches the eye. So I, I stole that title. Yeah. I totally missed it because I'm making a boomerang Instagram. Well, don't tell anybody we stole it. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you got the quote. So, um, so before we get into the topic, this is actually the first episode we've been on to where we didn't have a guest, and we've actually got everybody in office. So, fellas, what's what's happening? We're in the office today. We are in the this office. Is the office. Yeah. Lab. Not no no WFH today. No WFH. No. I had to think about but it. That. Ha- it has to be what two months? It's been at least a month and a half. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Because it's been since Priscilla. Yeah. Uh, so, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. So it's so, been I mean, a month and a half. It's weird. Like, we don't have anybody That was cool almost exactly today. a month. That was, <laughs> that, was on four, that was on 420. Well, we, we were blazing well, we the also, first form. We also went through like a tear of like Priscilla and then Ben Newman and then Selk. So, um, but yeah, what's been going on? Business, personal, what's up? I know we all, we all were on the 75 hard train and then some people fell off the train. So I guess let's just, Address the elephant in the room. I mean, did you actually fucking think I was gonna do it? I did. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real. I had faith in you. I, I actually did too. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, was... I did not. I, knew, <laughs> I honestly was trying my damnedest to go longer than Dan, and then I was eventually just like, once I just he, don't once he was like, so fuck was, it, I was like, I'm fucking. So, so were so, you so, officially so, the one to? Yeah. So what? Yeah, I was out. What people, what okay. people don't understand is, first, yeah, so. Brad was out first. Brad had a. I mean, Brad's been killing it at work, and he'll talk about that a little bit apparently, but. um but he messaged us in the group text and said, I just fucking got done with work. I'm fuck 75 hard. I'm having fried chicken tonight. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and some Dunkin', and Dunkin and some Donuts. Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> not a sponsor? Yeah. Not yet. Not, not, not a sponsor yet. yet. And it was awesome. I was like, this is so amazing. Like, why was I trying to do 75 hard again? Because I just wasn't in the right mindset for it. Like, I wanted to do it because we were trying to do it. But just like, you know, I get it. Like, it's a mental toughness challenge and everything. But like, well, that's the thing is he says it's not a challenge, and so we kind of made it a challenge. Yeah. But I will say the first time that I failed, it was a competition between everybody, and this time I actually wanted everybody to succeed. So it was just a little bit different, like mindset with it. And you know, for me, I'm still going to do pieces of it. It's just all of it isn't important to me right now, and I have to say no to some things. Hence the fucking podcast today. That that I'm at the same spot as you. It just it wasn't. All the pieces of the puzzle weren't aligning in life for me right now. Yeah, and then uh, for me, it's um, it, it's really funny, and we'll get into it because it's a, a perfect day to talk about saying no to things, right? Uh, because for them, they said no to it for different reasons, uh, and for myself, it's helping me say no to some things uh, that are actually really benefiting me. So it's going pretty well for me. What about you, Bob? I I mean it. Going through it the first time, the hardest part is those first like initial few days getting through that, getting that first workout done. Because to me, the hardest part is always timing out those workouts. Um, the hardest part for me also has been the no pizza and Ben and Jerry's because that was my weakness from the time the last one ended to uh, just 24 days ago. Because I mean, I love my Dogtown frozen pizzas and mm-hmm. I eat a lot of Ben and Jerry's. So this has actually been huge for me to like feel like I'm back on track. Yep. So I. I haven't saying no to the bad thing. Body good. fat percentage is I'm, it's, good. I'm melting. Bobby's, Bob's <laughs> melting away. Almost old... under 10. I'm trying to catch Cresco, but every single time I lose more, he's Me like, and I'm Danner. at six and a We're half. racing to 20. I said 20 and then I, I, knew, I, I knew I'd be able to beat Brad in some race. They're racing. <laughs> and I beat him in both of those. I started at 30% body fat whenever I started this whole journey in June of last year. I actually so. have no idea what mine is. Yeah, well, Dan and Brad are racing in the opposite direction. As long right as you're now. happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess the biggest thing to take out of this is we had, with this challenge that I don't think we officially announced, the loser of this ended up having to do an open mic night stand-up. So Brad is going to have to do it because he edged out Dan. Dan was just 
Just barely. Dan was walking <laughs> was twice there. a day just to make sure he yeah. lasted longer than Brad. I guess I, I could do it. I was walking at like 10 30 at night. I was kind <laughs> of hoping. Just to get it fucking done. Like, fuck, everybody's sleeping. I got to go do maybe this. Brad shit. Will, maybe nine o'clock at night, Brad will text us and say he's done. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that Brad was just fucking around, like holding like a Dunkin' Donuts Ooh, that, that was actually been Cassie's. A great idea. And then you were like, I never actually fucked up. I actually <laughs> thought of that. Did you? I actually thought that was. And then just, we went. To, so but, we went. But he took a picture with Duncan and I was half drinking. So, so like, you can't get a milkshake. Right. So here, here's the thing. I, I thought it was a setup for a brief second. <laughs> I really did. I thought the whole really time did. it was. And then we went to we went to Nashville to that. play in a volleyball tournament. Uh, was that just last weekend? Yeah. And um, I we were sitting there at this Mexican restaurant. We ordered our grilled fajitas, all that stuff with veggies, and like. Matt, I knew you were looking at the margaritas. You were talking about them. I was like, this motherfucker's going to get a margarita. I was like, I, like, I fucking love Polaris. I had a dream <laughs> that you had to drink something. You like, what? I had a dream that you had a drink. Had a drink? Yeah. And then, so when I was in uh, one of my clients' office, they know that I'm doing this or whatever. And this will be the last thing I say about it. But this guy was like, oh, because I'm still going to like go out with my friends and just not drink or whatever. He's like, dude, I'm going to just fucking slip vodka in one of your water drinks. <laughs> so you you're lose. fucked. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I wonder if that What's would count. What's his name? No, I think that. Going to pay him extra. I don't think that would count. Like, yeah, no. If somebody like did that. Good. You hear that, guys? Just don't, don't show me that God, I'm drinking. Yeah, that's a, that's a scenario. Feel free to quote unquote What would Priscilla say on that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Somebody slipped. Like literally, just so I would fail. A lot of gray lines. A lot of gray lines. So um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll get on to uh, a couple of things, uh, a couple of other things here, just because we don't want to talk about seventy five hard too much. But had to throw that out there. We will for sure video record both Brad and Dan said he's going to hop on the train for the open mic night as well. <clears throat> Judging by our stats, we'll probably just fucking kill it. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably get a show. I would think comedy. that people listening laugh at my shit the most. I hope that, you know what we should do is we should get some of the listeners to be like, hey, check out my Instagram profile and roast me. It'll be uh, a closed like they door do on event. Twitter. It'll just be us four in a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rent out the whole fucking place. Pay <laughs> hey, people not to come yeah. in. <laughs> every seat's paid for by me. Yeah. <laughs> I bought every ticket tonight. Yeah, no shit. Oh. Well, uh, but we'll for sure put that on the YouTube channel. We'll put clips on Instagram as well. We'll make sure everybody's mic'd up with our stuff. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, let's get into quotes. So what quotes do we have around saying no? I'll start. Uh, so I have one here from Henry Cloud who wrote the book Boundaries and Changes That Heal. His quote is, our opinions and thoughts mean very little if there is nothing we disagree with. Um, and I thought that that was an interesting one just because, I, and I thought a lot about Brad and Dan with this because you guys like, you guys are some of the most like incredibly outspoken people that I've ever met. And I mean that in a way that's good because you guys, like you challenge people all the time. And if we don't say no to things or if you don't have an opinion, it means, it doesn't mean shit. If we disagree with everything that everyone has to say, um, it's, we're going to be in a society full of a bunch of pussies. Yeah. And like uh, so I thought that you guys would like that one, especially today. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say this just because I feel like Brad might end up taking this. It's uh, it's only saying no that you can concentrate on the really important things, and that's because it's a Steve Jobs quote. No, not me. No, okay. So oh, I had a Steve Jobs quote, but there's, one of your fifty-five thousand of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, one more time, it's 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 only by saying no that you can concentrate on what's really important. I think that's super relevant, especially having on Ben Newman, especially having on Doctor Selk, who emphasized like focusing on you know that Pareto principle, like the the things that are going to move the needle for you most. And so in order to focus on those things, you got to learn to say no to stuff and you got to understand how to prioritize. I really like that quote. So mine's from uh, Stephen Covey. Uh, you have to decide what your highest priorities are and have the courage pleasantly and non-apologetically to say no to other things. And the way to do that is by having a bigger yes burning inside. So pretty similar to, you know, the Steve Job ones you just said. So yep. kind of along the same lines. So I was actually reading a blog um, and Tim Hartford is just some fucking economist, but he had a good one. Every time we say yes to a request, we are also saying no to anything else we might accomplish with that time. So that's an opportunity cost thing where, you know, by saying yes here, what are you giving up, right? Like you're giving the, your time to somebody else's request or to an activity that doesn't move you towards your goals. And, and so that's why I like that. I like that. It's almost a, like Newton's law-ish, right? Mm. Every action, equal opposite reaction. Yeah. So it's like every time you say yes, you're actually saying no to something. Right. So it's good to understand what you're or saying. Or vice yes. versa, right? Exactly. Like if I say no to something, I'm saying yes to 
whatever else comes up. And you give up a lot of opportunities by saying yes to all these different things. When if you would have said no, a different opportunity might have popped up and you might have been able to go after that. So For sure. All right. Some good quotes. Hey, before we jump into it, you guys see Bitcoin price plummeted today, right? Well, no, it bounced back. Did it bounce back? Not all It's bounced back a little bit. Okay. But I, so. Did you buy the dip? No, no, I don't believe in it. But <laughs> did you guys see what Portnoy said the night before about uh, cryptocurrencies? No. He basically is saying that it's the new Ponzi scheme of, you know, if you get in at the ground floor, you're going to make money. Mm. So I think he's like the first person to like actually call them out like that. So I was pretty interested because Ethereum, everything went down today. It could be a big yeah. reason for the dip. I mean, people watch that kind of stuff. For oh, sure. Dude, Elon yeah. Musk or Elon, Elon Musk, Musk controls says, that. Well, if you have influence, you can control the dip. Just like Gary Vaynerchuk with sports, sports cards or with yeah. NFTs now that everybody's fucking talking. I think that's also that's so crazy. I think NFTs are sure. these digital fucking assets that. You know, I would rather have a physical sports oh, card or Pokemon yeah. card than a than a digital one. Like, what the fuck's the point? I can't. It's not tangible. What are you do with it? Yeah. And so, I think that there's so many, you know, people with personal brands. Whether they're all famous, whether they're athlete, whether they're celebrity, whatever, and they're creating these like pictures of themselves and then selling them for all this money. It's bizarre. And it is wild. And I don't understand it enough to talk to it. Yeah, we need to know. get a crypto expert on. And, so, if anybody out there knows a crypto expert. Send yeah, so, way. yeah, we'd love because to the talk thing to I don't him. understand is if all this stuff is a scarcity, right? With with cryptocurrencies, there's only so much of it. How does it ever go fucking down? Yeah, I don't get it. Well, my problem with crypto, and I mean this podcast isn't about crypto, is just you know people are buying it as a commodity, but it's supposed to be a currency. So when are we going to start paying for shit with this? And there's businesses that are taking this as currency, but it's like. I can't accept Bitcoin unless I'm going to cash it out the same day. Exactly. Because yeah. if I take one Bitcoin for my services and I get 40 grand and then the next day it's worth 32 grand, I could lose money because the cost of goods on that product it's or like that being, service. To, yeah, to me. So I don't understand it. I probably understand the least of anybody on this podcast. But just to what you're saying, it's like, okay, well, what if I have a stock? Right? What if I'm like paying for something with a stock one day? You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's yeah. the same concept, right? Because like you said, That's it could go think, up yeah. and down. Yeah. Yeah, um, and if anybody's listening that knows way more than we do and yeah, thinks we're dumb I, or roast us on it, like we yeah. want to know, we want to be educated. And going into books, which I think Matt was getting to next, Brad, aren't are you going to start a book on crypto? Yeah, you, I am. Well, it's on uh, blockchain, but you know, same yeah, same idea. So that's what I'm reading. What are you guys reading now? So I'm actually I am reading Doctor Salk's book, Relentless Solution Focus. Yeah. I've been doing the ten pages a night because of seventy five hard. And I love it. I do love it. And I'm also simultaneously listening to uh What's the book called, Dan? It's the Breaking you, the Habit of Being Breaking the yourself. Habit of Being Yourself, which gets way, way deep into the science of quantum physics. Uh and but it's huh. it's good. Like it's 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 really takes a long time for my dumb brain to comprehend it. That book I had to read every page like three times. Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yes. The so fucking- so I'm putting I think I might put the pause on it until I finish Dr. Selk's book and then actually get that book to read it because it's a lot to be taking in two things. But I'm reading Dr. Selk's book, Relentless Solution Focus. Hey guys, not just because we had him on the podcast, but his book is fucking money. And yeah, it's Brad really read the whole yeah, thing. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm reading the exact same thing right now. So you're, you're reading Relentless Solution? Yep. I bought two copies. I'm going to give another one to a guy on my team. What do you nice. think of the compound effect? I love that book, man. Are you pl- plugging any of that into your life? So the uh, <laughs> so the compound effect by Darren Hardy, uh, one of the big, I mean, there was a my lot of takeaways. Book. Dan's favorite book. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I love from that is uh, the little tiny notebooks. I have like 12 of them sitting at home. So if you guys need one, let me know. I got 12. Um, I'm actually keeping track of everything that I spend money on. So to try and help understand where my money's going to. And obviously with like not drinking and stuff like that, that's usually where all my money went to. And now um, I'm getting a better idea of where that money's actually going to. So I'm just going to try and be a little bit more conscious of where I'm spending money and where I could save some too. Nice. Love that. And then I had Can't Hurt Me. Yeah. Did you finish that? No. It's a big I mean, I'm almost there. But I'm still reading it, and it is really good. Um, and what's cool is, is like, there are challenges within that book. Um, but it's a, you know, there's a lot of stories in it. And I've never been into books with a lot of, like, personal stories. But it makes me want to read something on, like, a Warren Buffett or even, like, Henry Ford or, what, like, their, their autobiographies yep. and stuff. So I think I'm going to start reading more about their lives and seeing what kind of consistencies I can pull yeah. out of these titans 
Also, si- like what we talked about on uh, our mentors one, silent mentors, right? Yeah. Hearing their stories, getting into the mind of them. Like you right. you were talking for like two, two and a half, three weeks straight about that David Goggins book. So sounds like I'm going to have to pick it up eventually. It is good. So. Yeah. Cool. 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 Well, uh, that's what we got there. So let's get into it. And so saying yes to saying no, let's just start round table here. Why is it important to say no? I think it's all about priorities. Um, so I think, you know, you have to say no in order to get the most important things that you have to do during the day done. And I, that's just kind of all there is to it to me. Pretty straightforward. Yep. I think as I've gotten further into leadership with um, with my company, that there's a lot of people that have asks of you to do certain things. And they say, hey, can I get help with this? Can I get help with that? And early on, you want to help everyone with everything. Um, Gary V calls it the yes virus. He actually had a whole, or not, he had a short video on it uh, eight years ago. And um, he's like, the vaccine for the yes virus is saying no. Um, it's like, duh. And one, one of his quotes is saying, when you're trying to say yes to everything, you end up doing nothing. And a lot of times I found myself saying I'd help with so many different things. I'd end up not knowing what was a priority. So I think it is, to Brad, your point, like you have to make things a priority and then figure out what you need to say no to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, um, finding that priority for you personally, you know, and I think we've all, especially as we become, uh, Brad, I've asked you to build like, something at your shop, you know, yeah. for just because you're my buddy and you have a fucking CNC machine. But, you know, you have to say no to that shit because everybody's going to ask you. I'm sure you get that yeah, all exactly. the time. And, yeah. you know, with Matt and I, I know that we get people that reach out and ask us, hey, can you take a look at my resume? And and you, whenever I first started my business, I just wanted to help everybody. And I was saying yes to everything. And so, you know, I learned the lesson the hard way where I was taking on any work that came my way. It wasn't a, a main focus. It wasn't down my niche. And my my performance slacked because I was saying, like, to your point, saying yes to so many different things. And so finally I had to ask myself, like, if I'm going to do a certain activity or I'm going to say yes to something, does it bring me closer to my goal of whatever my goal is, whether it's for, you know, a hobby like golf or mm-hmm. whether it's for my business or whether it's for my family? Does whatever I said yes to is that bring me closer to my goal, you know? And like going bowling doesn't, you know? So that's easy no. Um, if the answer is no, you should probably skip it. And, you know, I think every situation has to have value in one way or another for you personally. So that's that's my take on it. Yeah, I love it. So um, I heard this and I wish I could give credit. I, I, I forgot because I listened to a couple podcasts and YouTube videos. Um but the big takeaway I got was there's really two maturing points when you say no, right? Or when you learn to say no. Uh, number one is saying things that you don't want to. For me, I've never had a problem with this. I actually think I'm pretty selfish with my time, right? So it's like, uh, there's a lot of people who are people pleasers. Uh, they want to fill that role of the, you know, the rescuer, or they just feel like they, you know, they don't have a good enough excuse to say no, and they need an excuse in order to do that. Not really me, but I know there's people out there the second level of maturity is saying no to things you do love, right? Like for me, for with yeah. 75 Hard, that's why 75 Hard is so good for me. Like I fucking love partying. I love eating like shit, right? Like those are things that I love and I know I'm not going to give up forever, but this is a good opportunity for me to give this shit up for 75 days uh, and focus on better things, right? And um, and I guess auditing the amount of time I was, you know, oh, I, I audited how much time I was taking up with volleyball. Like I fucking love volleyball so much. I'm just super competitive and I like competing. And then I realized I was spending nine to 10 hours a week in leagues. So I'm giving all my leagues up besides one. I'm playing one night a week and then I'm training in the mornings when I can, because it's too much. Like my business is way more important. My personal life is way more important. My reading, my self-development, all that stuff is more important. So I think that's kind of the second level of maturity. And then thinking about sacrifice reframing that. Didn't Ben Newman talk about sacrifice and reframing? Uh, they actually, well, Ben Newman and Jason Suck both kind of have that, but they they worded it in a different way. Okay. So like looking at the 75 hard thing, it's like, okay, am I giving up drinking or for 75 hard or am I giving myself a clearer mind to focus on the podcast, my health and my business? Am I giving up volleyball? No, I'm being more intentional with when and how much I play. I can still get better at the sport, right? And still compete at a very high level, but I don't have to play for, I don't have to be at a spot for three hours a night, three to four nights a week. You know what I mean? And I think uh, 
you know, like something Dan's talked about before is like volleyball is like, there's a ceiling there, right? Yeah. Like you're only going to go so far with volleyball, but with your self-development, your business, potentially this podcast, the ceiling is much higher. Exactly. So it's like, you're just prioritizing your time. Oh, that's what makes the most sense. Yeah. And it's what's going to get me further in life, right? Like I fucking love competing and I want to be like, Bobby and I played some 70 year olds that were, <laughs> that ended up beating us literally like in this 60. tournament. There were old ABP players. <laughs> Bro, fucking so so we guys. could beat Matt, I want to be that, but yeah. that's not going to fulfill. It must not be that good. <laughs> we <laughs> got third. talk all this shit <laughs> and then they come in here and when get beat, shit? waxed by 70 year olds. Dude. We're just not even going to try because they were like 52 and 60. Yeah. I kind of want to play you guys. Close enough to I mean, these these cats were fucking. <laughs> they wouldn't agile. Even get a time to fucking they were fucking. Back. They so were they fucking went on crafty. to win. It was in the semifinals. They went on to win the championship against kids that really? were younger than us, and they won and like thirty to twenty eight. <laughs> and played, and played in, college. in college. These kids. These, these old are two. Dudes were these are two studs. former like AVP like pro pros. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, sure. we we lost, we lost to some senior citizens. So <laughs> they're not listening to this podcast, um, so we can say that. But going, sorry to any senior citizens out there. They don't we know what a podcast. It. We believe in you. Yeah. You can yeah. develop personally. They don't know hey, what they're not going to listen. Fuck those guys. You know what? But what about <laughs> our senior them, citizens that are their listening? Ass. <laughs> <laughs> With their fucking cane. Oh god, uh, they whipped our ass. Like you're saying, Brad. Just to kind of like go back in that for a second. My career, my self development, my spirituality, my health. Those things are going to carry me through life, and those have the greatest ceiling for me to continue getting better and better at. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm allowing myself by giving up those things. Um, Dan, and you were talking about this already. So, um, how do you know to you or anybody what you should and shouldn't say no to? Like, what are your guidelines, and where do you draw the line? Well, I think you know I kind of answered that in terms of like, you asked me, hey, you want to be a part of this, you know, it's so easy to say volleyball or golf or, you know, one of these hobbies where, you know, everybody's asking me to go play in a four-man scramble. Well, that doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't, first off, everybody fucking cheats in those things and it's usually not the greatest competition and it doesn't help my golf game or anything. So, you know, that's me saying no to that, whereas I'd rather go hit balls by myself or something. So, because that's that's more towards my goal, Right. Um, so I think that's that's the big thing is like, um, is this in lines with my personal goals? Does yep. this help me? Because I can't, long term, I'm not going to be able to help anybody if I can't help myself first. And I love the metaphor with like when you're on an airplane and uh, <clears throat> as soon as they start talking and they say, hey, if something happens, some crazy shit goes down, your mask's going to drop. And what do they say? Put it on yourself first. Put it on yourself first. Because you can't help anybody around you unless you're taken care of first. Yep. And so I love, I always reference that story, right? Like I have to hit my goals. And and I think you see this with like, even, you know, the with Bill Gates, all this shit going on with him, but he's donated a fuck ton of money to across, you know, the world really. And he couldn't do that if he didn't take care of himself first and build that wealth. And then he can deploy that wealth now that he's been able to hit all his goals, right? And so I'm not saying that I'm gonna, you know, be Bill Gates or anything, but I think that we all have these personal goals that if we hit those, it frees up our time to start to focus to help other people and bring them up to the top too. So, yep. Yeah. And I think it kind of goes back to like what we say we're all about. It's like, if, you're, if we're not going to, if I'm not going to grow from it, there's no sense in me doing it. Like, even if I'm treading water in the same spot, it's not worth doing. Yep. Someone talked to me uh, just today about doing, so I was talking about something going on that was putting me in an uncomfortable situation, just like professionally. And, but it was a growth moment. And I was talking about it and he was like, it was a buddy of mine. And he was like, well, he's like, I don't know if you should, if you should do that. I don't know if like, that'd be a comfortable move. And I said, fuck that. I go, dude, I was like, if you listen to our podcast, that's the, our slogan. I literally said this today. I was like, if you're not growing, you're dying. And if I feel uncomfortable, that means I'm about to experience a growth moment. Yep. Yeah, magic happens outside of those comfort zones. And I think this can be applied to relationships too. Like if your uh, relationship with an old friend from yep. high school or whatever, like if if they they are no longer moving you towards your goals, it's a tough conversation or it's just a tough situation in general. But that's going to be a no for me, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at some point, you have to start saying no to all these things and start 
becoming more efficient with what you're doing and who you're spending time with or what you're spending your energy on. So. Like Self talked about, he's like, I don't go to high school reunions anymore because people think it's ridiculous that I, I've done all this stuff. They're like, you've written a book? Oh, you can do that? And then he's talking about how he doesn't attend those anymore. Like, oh, I mean, me and that. Dan are Say no sure. to oh, yeah. going to our high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing a fucking tiger. <laughs> We're going to dress up like uh, Lloyd Christmas, fucking Harry. Uh, fucking yeah. come rolling up in the Lambo. I don't, I don't even know if I'd Money be invited to mine. <laughs> I don't even what what years do they do those? What are like ten years? Probably that's 10. Past well, we're 15. supposed to have our fifteen. We all uh, except Bobby, oh six. Fifteen would be thirty three. So I wonder if I'll be invited to mine. Yeah. Well, I don't know with COVID. It, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like technically, like I graduated, but like I almost didn't graduate. Like they kicked me out because I I failed a drug test like right at the end. <laughs> you got so, drug tested. Yeah, oh yeah, I got drunk. Where'd story? you go to no. school? Well, so they didn't kick me <laughs> I out. I know this. But what they did the is pretty like, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um it was like one of the last semesters. Was before, it a hair test? Before we graduated. <laughs> my first test was a, my first test was a hair test. That's why he's now bald. Yeah, that's <laughs> why he shaves his head and fucking keep that shit yeah. clean. You gotta take my pubes. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, I own my own business now. I guess I can grow the hair out and not worry about yeah. drug testing anymore. <laughs> as long as you don't care personally. Yeah. Dr don't drug test yourself. Um so yeah, so I uh, I got caught smoking weed uh, my last semester, which I had already gotten caught once. Smoking and they were like, Well, here's the deal. Like you don't get to go to graduation. Like, you don't get to walk. We're going to give you the diploma, and you're going to finish out. They're like, you're going to finish out at Notre Dame, which is an all-girls school. <laughs> what? And sounds so, like a deal. And, yeah. so, and so, and you go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for half days. So I'm like, wait a second. So you're going to sit so me with a bunch of, you're going to sit with a bunch of fucking chicks, right? First of all, tell me, I and I'm doing like elementary school shit. Like, you could tell they had the real dumb people going here. Because even I was like, we're all sitting there, right? And I'm like, fucking done. First, first, first person I go home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it'll be, I don't know. Maybe they won't invite me, which if they don't, I'll just show up anyway, right? Yeah, for sure. Fuck it. Cocaine sent on 75 hard. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cocaine, heroin, all the above. Oh, Jesus. Just um, make sure you finish your workouts first. So, just to kind of bring it back. So, there was a guy I listened to. So, we're talking about like how to draw the lines, how to, how to know when to say no. And on the opposite, like, don't take this and use this as I should say no to everything and be kind of a big pussy about things. So this guy named Evan Carmichael talked about knowing the difference between something that goes against your core values or something against your like trying to move towards as opposed to a limiting belief, right? So if you say like, okay, this goes against like, this doesn't push the needle in my business, my personal, my spiritual or whatever your goals are, one thing. If you're looking at something and you're like, well, I've never done this before, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it but if you really dig down and you're like, well, this could move my business forward, it's like, don't use that as an excuse to say no to that stuff. Like, still say yes to things that are going to push you out. Right. Like, don't say zone. no out of fear. Right. Say no because it doesn't align with your goals. Right. Yes. Don't listen to your bitch voice. But that's but that made me like, I, I don't know if you guys have this. Like, I want to dive into more of, like, I've been on like a big why and like, purpose kick lately. I want to dive into core values of myself because I feel like if you have those core values, then your no and yes is so easy, right? Because right. then it just goes right back to it. That was that was easily one of the biggest things I took away from walking around First Form headquarters was the core values. And I've been trying to think of how can I apply that in, into my place of business and, mm -hmm. and myself because you just saw how clean that fucking place was and everybody, everybody, it's, it was almost cultish, you know? Yeah. And it was impressive. I, that's like I want to build that type of culture at my business, and it's only it's only me and two other guys. But I'm just thinking long term. You know, if you instill that from from the ground floor, it's just going to stay there all the way up. Yeah, but I agree with you 100, percent Matt. Like as soon as you establish your core values, it's so e everything's so black and white. Does this align or does it not align? And I, if it does, I'll say yes. If it doesn't, I'll say no. And then you can start to attack the process more than anything yep. where you're taking emotion out of those decisions. If, if especially like yeah, Matt sure. talked earlier about auditing just everything that you were spending time on, if you did the math on that, you'd probably be just shocked at how many days you would have back with this because I just did this math uh, just yes or two days ago. I was talking to my dad and we were just, I'm coming up on a year of no alcohol. And yeah. one of the things that I looked at was it asked how much 
time have you saved? So I have this app, I am sober. And I typed in the date that I was and how much time I think I wasted on a given day. And it was 12 hours. And that's probably being conservative. Because if you think if I started drinking at lunch, I lost the rest of that day and I lost the next morning. There were probably times where I was losing 18 hours a day. So on an average of 12 hours a day at 329 days of no drinking, I have saved 3,948 hours, which equates to 164 days that I've gotten back in less than a year. So what have you done to push the ball forward then? So it, it, that's the thing. I would say this, like physical and mental health has something that's really taken a, like something that I really needed to focus on. So that has been the forefront of my priorities. I will say this, yep. and I, I even said this to you guys before, like how impressed I am with where you guys are at with your businesses. That's where I want to be able to take mine to the next level. So I've told people, hey, in this last year, I feel like I've gotten three years back. So if you can, my point in this is if you audit what you're spending time on, like Matt said, and what you're saying no to, and then figuring out what your time is saved there, you might, a whole year for you might feel like it's three, five years in one. But that's that's the compound effect at work, right? And so by saying no, the compound effect can kick in and you don't even have to really take any other actions other than saying no to some things like social media for a lot of people. You know, I mean, look at your screen time. What? Are, how many hours a day are you on your phone, you know? And so just by saying no to that, you don't even have to fucking put anything into action and you're moving forward towards yeah. your goals because you said no to alcohol or you said no to social media or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's an inter that's an interesting concept. So, and I think everyone's, this will be interesting. Everybody has a different answer because I think everybody's got personalities that are way on opposite ends of the spectrum on this. But how do you say no the right way? And why is it hard to say no sometimes? If I had to go out on a limb, I'm going to say Brad does not have a problem with saying no. Um, actually, I was I was really bad at it. It wasn't until just recently because when I was starting my business, I said yes to everything, like Dan said, because I I had to. You know, I would do one off, two off pieces, and well, it feels like a win. Yeah, it like does in business, at the time, it's yeah. like, hey, you want to work with me? Yeah, yeah. of course. That, <laughs> yeah. It feels like a win when really you're setting yourself up for a loss. For sure. Yeah, so recently, you know, I've had some people who have called and said, "Hey, I need I need a custom part made." And I said, "You know, a year ago, I would have I would have taken this job on 100%, but right now I just I I don't have the time to do it. I can't I can't take the time out of my day to dedicate to one thing like that." So, I think the more honest you are with people when you say no, the more appreciative of of it they are and the more likely they are to continue to do business with you in the future for other items because they're like you know what he didn't tell me he was going to do it and then it took fucking two months you know it, yep well i think it's also kind of like a hard to get type situation in term because like to continue that i've told clients you know they've wanted 100 percent commission only salespeople. And i was like i I just, I don't take that work on because I can't do 100% when I have all this other shit going on. Just like you can't take that yeah. work on because you have all this other shit going on. I really want to work with you, but I'm not going to sit here and sell you some dream that I won't be able to fulfill. And they appreciate the fact that you were honest with them. And so to me, that's worked. <clears throat> and I actually was wondering how to say no. <laughs> well, so I, I think that's good because people are attracted to honesty and vulnerability. And, um, that vulnerability can come off as a word that's kind of negative, but if you're just completely blunt with, hey, this is why I can't do this, if you communicate that well, there's nothing wrong with it. And if there's someone who reacts poorly to that, um, that I mean, they have some serious problems with the boundaries mm -hmm. that you're setting. If you set boundaries and expectations for yourself and someone's upset with that, then they're probably not a person that you want to have in your circle. Yeah, I Did you want to say Because I, I was going to say, so, you know, for me, you know, my thing is always just, honesty with like, no, I can't do it. And here's why. And I'll give them a reason. But I, I wanted to dig further because I didn't know if me, how I was saying no is the right way because I can be kind of blunt sometimes. Do you and, want to role play? And, no, but I, <laughs> I, I looked up an article from Entrepreneur Later. Magazine. And it was basically how to say no. So be quick. Tell the person you can't do it and politely decline right away. Instead of like dragging on, oh, let me check my schedule. You know what I mean? Just fucking rip the Band-Aid off and say no. Yep. Uh, be honest was on there, so I guess I checked that box. Explain that you have other commitments or why you can't do it. Uh, suggest an alternative. I like that. You know, so maybe I can't do it, but maybe Matt can look at your resume. You know, so. <laughs> Next person I get. <laughs> uh, or ask for a rain checks. Like sometimes, hey, I just have too much shit going on. 
Uh, right now, I can't do it, but hit me up for that golf tournament next year or whatever. Yeah, I was actually listening to Tim Ferriss was interviewing Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart obviously has blown the fuck up. Um, and not in his height. But. Well, yeah, not in his height, but in, <laughs> in, in his entire Damn. fucking. Uh, in his entire business, acting, stand-up comedy, like everything else that he's doing. I know he's got some side ventures. I actually see him on Instagram ads for like athletic apparel. But um, he talked about like, then this is more like in your personal life because obviously if it's a client, you want, you know, you want to let them down and you don't want to ever want to be mean to somebody that you say no to. But, <clears throat> but just a simple, like getting over the fact that you don't owe anyone anything, right? Like getting over the fact that like, you're, who gives a fuck if you're going to piss somebody off? But just say like, I appreciate the invite, but I'm not going to make it. Or no, I don't have time to it for it. It's just really not a priority to me, right? And not look for this excuse that like you have to come up with this elaborate thing as to why you can't do it. Just like, I think the biggest thing is getting over that hurdle of just like saying no and understanding that you're probably not important enough for anybody to really give a fuck about. Yeah. And if you are, and somebody does get butthurt about it, it's like, what kind of person is that anyway? Like, well, if you say, right. hey, listen, like, yeah. you're my friend. Like, hey, I'm going to fucking, I got to go read. I got to fucking prepare for a podcast. I got to fucking, I got to work, like, over the weekend to produce for this client. If that's the type of friend that's actually pissed off at you, pretty safe to say, like, you just, they just audited your circle for you. Yeah. I mean, you can't make everybody happy. And I, I look at it as there's there's different levels of people. There's people who, who do want to become something. And, you know, that there is a sacrifice that's happening right now in my life that, you know, in five to 10 years, I'm going to be looking at them and they're going to be in the exact same spot. Yep. Like, just because, like, that's that's where they're at. There's no growth that can, that can happen there. Where with us, it's kind of, you know, exponential. Anything can happen if, if you put the work down to it. For sure. Yep. Uh, so these kind of, these questions go hand in hand. Uh, what are some things that you've struggled with past and saying no to? I think you guys already talked to that. Uh, I'm going to just hop to the next question unless you guys have something for that specific. No, I think we all touched on that. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, so the one I had is, is there anything in particular that you wish you would say no or yes to more right now? I know what mine should be. And I always talk about it is I need to dedicate more time to just my wife. Family. Which, yeah. Not even family because I spend tons of time with my kids. It's just like I need to like break away, take the wife out to dinner. Yeah. I'll babysit your kids if you want to. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Were you hoping that he was going to say no? Oh, to that? I thought he. I thought oh, he that, should be, no. No, that should <laughs> be. That should anybody, be the punishment for Matt. Yeah. If anybody day. ever like <laughs> offers to, watch to babysit a kid, like I don't think any parent ever says no. Like you don't care what the unless they're like as newborns and they're alive when I get back. It's all we good. have a situation <laughs> where like we dropped our kids off one time and we're still like. Holy fuck, did we really do that? <laughs> really? <laughs> you just needed somebody. It was this like trampoline park. <laughs> and they're like, oh, drop your kids off on Friday nights. And, you know, from Dan's six, like, to, See ya. six to 9 p.m. And we dropped fucking like <laughs> oh my God. three, uh, what, three, five, and eight year old off. <laughs> Went out. We still are like, what the fuck? They could have got trapped under the fucking bricks or whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hey, when you need that time, you need that time. Risk was worth you're, it, right? Your brain's just not functioning so, at that point. So you're going to yeah. say yes. You didn't give yourself you any make, oxygen. You make poor decisions. Yeah. So Brad, you need to say yes to more of those chances to take your yeah. kids to a trampoline park. I'm not a problem with that. The old lady would have a problem with that one. Right. Uh, so this one's kind of a, a real-ish one for me. Uh, it's it's spent. I mean, it is real. It's spending. So I've got really, I, I actually pride myself. I'm way, like I talked about like how I was a fucking idiot. I got in all that debt when I was younger. Um, and how like my spending habits are way better. And I've actually pride myself on, I've got good systems. I've got buckets. I've got money that goes into my real estate account. I've got money that goes into my long-term investments. Uh, I've got a short-term savings that I can spend on like vacations or whatever, right? Uh, but my money, my income is very inconsistent. Um, and so sometimes I will make more money. And so if I don't automate, if I don't take the time to put that and stack it, I'll end up spending it, right? Yeah. So I hit like my goals or whatever because I know how much money I want to do. But it's like, <clears throat> I know I could be saving so much more fucking money. And like, honestly, like Bobby, like talking about what you're doing, I fucking love it. Like with the tracking your shit. Uh, Dan, we always talk about like how, like how much success that you have and you fucking ride around in a goddamn hoopty, 
right? <laughs> like, like, and that's a fucking, but that's something that, like you're fucking proud of. You're like, well, that's I will because always... my actual my my newer car is still being in the on. shop. Yeah, <laughs> how that has been months. But it's you uh, can't get fucking parts. But it's like, but you know, you've got this mantra. Ferraris like, are hard to get parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, there's only it's a limited edition fucking extended grab Ferrari one of one brake caliper, dude. <laughs> What kind of car is it again? It's a fucking uh, Ferrari four eighty eight. Yeah, that's Chica. it. Yeah, it's, it's taken. It's taken a little bit. So um, Italy's straight really Italy. behind on fucking production. <laughs> COVID hit them hard. It's a Mini Cooper. Yeah. Um, but you've got that mantra like I'll I'll always make more money than I'll spend, and yeah. you, and you've got that goal. And Brad. Like you seem like the type of guy that is just like has holes buried in his backyard. Yeah, I'm like the most sad guy in the world. Yeah. yeah. So if Brad dies, hit up his backyard yeah, with a fucking just, with a metal detector. Metal detector and some shovels and fucking like get cousin to work. Eddie. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so that's something that like I'm kind of again I'm I'm doing I know I'm doing better than most in the world, but like I know I could be doing way fucking better. So a goal of mine this year like is to fucking stack paper. And that's going to be required. That's going to require me to say no a ton, right? That's trips. That's like, you know, sometimes like I have to pay to play volleyball for like tournaments and shit. That's nights out. The little shit at the gas station that just adds up incrementally, right? But I know that saying no to those things uh, surrounding spending money, well, it's not only going to force me to save more, but I feel like inadvertently it's going to turn on my internal thermometer to where it's like, I want to keep doing these fucking fun things. So I need to go out and fucking make more. Well, and I think, so you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Uh, years ago. Okay, so, I mean, everything you're saying seems like you just need to read that book again. Because okay. it's, it, like, he, what he talks about in there is, like, you people who stay in the low to middle class are the people who, they, they make more money, and then what do they do? They spend more money. Mm -hmm. So, instead of, like, what you're saying, like, if you want to spend the money, put it towards something that's going to make you money. Yep. Like what you already did with, you know, buying real estate. Mm -hmm. So, that's where, that's where the you know, make your money work for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my whole financial thing is is two things. It's make more than you spend. And Jay-Z said, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. So, yep. with cash. Right. So, that's, those are the only two things I live by. It's good advice. I don't even Thanks, have a personal credit card. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a little bit of a trap. Uh, there's like, because obviously, I mean, if you are really good at with your money, there are a ton of, rewards and there's a ton of benefits to having your credit card to rack up these points to get free trips and stuff. But there's so many statistics out there that people say, like people spend on average like 20 something percent, and this is from Dave Ramsey, up to 20 something percent more on credit cards, just because they'll justify in their head like, oh, well, I'm getting points for it. Yeah. So and if later. that's the case, it's like <laughs> not fucking worth it because you're spending way more than your points, yeah. your travel ever would be. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, so for me, in terms of like, is there anything I wish I'd say no or yes more to? For sure, on the yes side, it's a personal thing. It's not like other people asking for my time or anything like that. But it's like saying yes to the things I don't really want to do um, that I know are required for my growth. I, I do say yes to a lot of those, but sometimes I don't, you know? And yeah. I, I don't think anybody says it. Maybe fucking the top guys like Ed or Andy Frisella or whoever, like maybe they say yes to all the hard shit all the time. But I think that we could all do better there. So yeah. that's my, it's a personal, personal one. Yep. Uh, I've gotten pretty good at saying no, but because I've learned my lesson so many times, <laughs> it's like trying to please everybody. Right. Know? So, yeah, I feel like yeah. I was definitely, I mean, for me, uh, as far as something that I'd like to say no or yes to more, I feel like right now I've been saying yes to so much that is focused around like my health and things like that, where like I do feel like professionally, like I have an opportunity to grow with all of the time that I'm giving myself back. So um, I want to say yes to more things that are going to make me uncomfortable to grow, um, to pinpoint that. Um, I mean, it, it could be, I don't want to say networking because honestly, I, I don't really love networking too much. Like it's fun to go out and do stuff, but a lot of times people are out there passing around business cards. So I think I'd want to say yes to, have trying to have harder conversations with big time either clients or brokers to try and further along my business. So um, something that I should be doing anyways, but something that's not a, a huge focus right now. So that's a big thing that I'd like to improve on. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know, kind of just going off of that, Bobby. You talk about uh, like the personal health. Obviously, you're doing seventy five hard. Obviously, that's been a really good distraction for you as you were like getting sober and you made leaps and bound changes. And now you're at a point where you're like, I'm happy when I want to keep going, but 
you want to shift to the business side. So it's like, you're not saying you're going to just let yourself go from a physical standpoint, but to say no to some of those things so that you can put those yeses on the business to move the needle with that. Exactly. Cool. Um, that's all I got. You guys got anything else before we close up? Oh, we do have, wait, before we get to the OnlyFans question, do we have anything else? No. Okay. Nothing. Our OnlyFans inquiry. Uh, Brad, what do we got? So this is, uh, <clears throat> this is from somebody that we're going to go to our high school reunion with. Ah. Yeah. So this is one of our, must be one of our biggest fans. Uh, Jeff Zlinovich. Um, he wants to know, most people have a difficult time delaying gratification. They want immediate results, immediate money, immediate success. Immediately fill in the blank. Most people don't see the sacrifice or the delayed gratification of the truly successful. So my question, what techniques do you use to improve your ability to delay gratification? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start it off, Dan? I mean... I already know me what Dan's going to say. You do? Because yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm just I think when to, I say it, he'll be like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Trying to come up with something. Here. I think Dan's going to say to be 1% better every single day. Yeah, Compound I mean... Compound effect. It's literally well, exactly what you're right, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, it's the, what, one to the 1.01 1 .01 to the 365th power, you know, getting better every day. Um, but I was, I was going to say also, you know, living under your means and, you know... Yeah, you had a great month. That doesn't mean every month's going to be great. Are you a one hit? You know, these are questions I ask myself. Are you a one hit wonder or is, is this something sustainable? And so keeping myself in check um, kind of delays that gratification and always setting my bar higher and higher. Um, like, hey, once I hit this, then I can go and have a little fun. And then that bar goes higher and that bar goes higher. And I, I do have fun. I, you know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not just like never having fun, but. Um, I think that that kind of delays the gratification because I've set my mind to just always, you know, putting that carrot one more, one more, you know, yeah. foot in front, of, in front of my face. So Yeah, I like that. And then um, I think it's almost a good opportunity to kind of talk about what we were saying earlier, and that's purpose. Um, it, well, just, I guess, let me backtrack for a second, right? So when we talk about like, how do we get out of that mindset of like delayed gratification or just like wanting everything right now, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, but it's like, if you had everything you wanted right now, like literally you could dream up any success, anything that you would want, your life would be fucking boring. For sure. Like right. life would, we would be- If you had nothing to chase, we would be would We would be fucking What's cogs on a wheel, right? Yeah. So, uh, it and it sounds cliche and I have to work on this every day, but it starts with attacking and loving the process, right? So it starts with loving what you're like, actually enjoying what you're doing. And then behind that is the purpose because I'm still working on like what that is for me. But the whole concept is like, if you have a purpose, if you have a big, uh, whether it's material or otherwise a why, then the mundane shit becomes a lot easier to do. And you do it with more excitement and you don't get burnt out as much, right? So I think it starts with having a purpose, then getting into enjoying the day-to-day, -day, understanding that, you know, Dr. Selk, this is like, love the mundane. Like you have to do this mundane shit day in and day out because that's what's going to get you to the result of whatever it is the fuck that you want. So I think being able to enjoy those day-to-day -day will kind of get you out of that mentality, uh, not out of it, but it'll kind of help the mentality of, I need to fix everything and I need everything I want right now. Yeah, and... and Oh, go ahead. I was just going to agree with you too, but maybe a little bit different flow to it is that you have to appreciate the journey. Like you have to appreciate where you've come. So for me, like, yeah, you have, you have your big goal that's painted way, way high that you almost, you'll probably never actually reach. But along that way, you've got little goals that you can hit along the way. And you look at that as that's your, your gratification of, okay, well, I've got, I've done this. Yep. Well, where's the next one? Like Dan's saying, and then you hit that. And you, you always have something to work for farther down the line instead of like, oh, well, I hit it. Yep. You know, yeah. you got to have something else. For sure. And so like you were saying, hey, you know, uh, attack the process, but also love the process, right? Because yeah. you have to, or I'm sorry, trust the process. You said love the process. Trust the process, yep. right? So I think a lot of people start something and they don't trust it long enough. Hey, I'm not seeing results, so I'm just going to quit now, right? And mm -hmm. so… If they don't get that instant gratification, they just quit. And then I think another thing to look at is, you know, reinvesting um, versus taking. I think that the businesses, especially during COVID, if you look at restaurants, and I, I could be wrong in a lot of cases, but I think that some 
they were they were living by the cash that was flowing in on a nightly basis and they weren't putting any money in the bank and they weren't saving for those slow times or uh, you see a lot of people who maybe start construction companies and then they see a little bit of money and they just take all that money and they go buy their new truck or whatever. Um, and Brad, you do a really good job with this where you could go out and buy a brand new fucking Denali, whatever, but instead you buy, you reinvest in your business because that's going to create more cash long-term and yeah. you can have five trucks or whatever. So I think that people take from their business and it's a living and breathing, breathing thing, yep. or they take from them from, you know, pay yourself first type thing. Yeah. That's right. what needs to happen. Yep. Um, and, and some people just don't do that. They would rather go out and buy the fucking Louis Vuitton or whatever the fuck, you know? And so <clears throat> the longer you can delay that, the more set up you're going to be able to have those things down the road. Yep. And so I, I just want to say one more thing because it came to me as Brad was talking about these little wins, like setting little milestones for yourself and then like going in with the mentality to crush them. Like one thing that I've been doing over the past month, month and a half is Dan knows I'm on this project with one of my clients to build out a sales team for him. Like I set in my mind, like I'm going to fucking kill this. I'm not making the most money I've ever made off these people. Like it's probably uh, sucking some other opportunities, but I was like, I just want to fucking win to say like, I fucking killed this. And I'm, I'm like absolutely dominating it. Like I'm doing such a good job for them. I'm doing such a good job for the candidates. We might have four candidates of 10 fallout because of like non-compete issues. I'm not even fucking worried about it. So it's like, even though this isn't going to make my fucking nut, like it isn't going to like, like change the course of my career. Like the fact that I'm going to have this stamp of approval and I'm going to have this on my like whatever, like this notch on my bedpost of like, I fucking killed it when I set out to kill it. And I've been working like a ton of hours on it is such a fucking rewarding feeling. Like I had to go back to that because it had been a while since I really felt like that. And so having those little milestones and then going in and my let said it best, like winning is more fun than fun is fun. Like that fucking feeling of like you were just killing it and dominating and in that flow is more fun to me than ever fucking a, a recreational volleyball league would ever be. Right. And that whole quote, which I love if you think about it, because if you say it, you really have to think about it before you get it. Yep. And it it all has to do with saying no to, you know, to fun in order to win. Yep. And that's more fun than the fun that you had on a fucking Tuesday night at the bar or yep. whatever. Right. So Absolutely. Cool. I quit listening after Matt said notches and bedposts. And I was like, I wonder how many notches he I has. I wonder how tall his bedposts are. <laughs> right? I'm just a notch in your bedpost. Guys, we're actually, just we're actually coming up on <laughs> We're coming up on time here. So, uh, how many bedposts does he have? <laughs> how many beds? All right. On that note, <laughs> he's got 14 uh, foot ceilings. We appreciate you listening. Uh, keep keep getting at us about the OnlyFans inquiries. I felt like this is a fucking like first time we've all, we've all been back and we yeah. flowed pretty well. This, this is going to be good shit, and it's probably a little bit longer than we normally go, but we had a lot to talk about. Really good content. We appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next week. See yep. ya. See, see ya. you guys. Deuces. Light it.